Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, Christian in Progress. My name is Samuel Perez, and just a little bit about myself. I am a former gay stripper. Yes, that's right. You heard that correctly. I left behind the homosexual lifestyle to walk with Christ, and this podcast is all about how I do it, why I do it, and to help others like me and educate those that are not like me. I want to talk, but I really want to talk about what a real life in 2023 with Jesus looks like. Nothing is off limits, and I want to be as transparent as I possibly can be. Before we get started, I want to let everybody know who's listening that this podcast is completely free to listen to, and we do accept donations. We have some awesome rewards and gifts for those who want to become patrons of the podcast. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, click on the description and you'll find the link to becoming a patron of the podcast, which means you'll be making a regular monthly commitment. And we also have my website, samuelabrahamperez.com or christianinprogress.org where you can find resources to give through PayPal, Venmo, or Cash App. Now guys, I want us to get very comfortable. I want us to get comfy because today I'm going to be talking about some very personal stuff about just boundaries. Um, I know this is probably like the last thing that you guys would expect to hear from me. Um, I mean, maybe not the last thing. But it is definitely a subject and a topic that the Lord has really been speaking into my life this season. So uh, just <laughs> this is probably going to be a long one, maybe not. But uh, but it's very important to me in this season to talk a little bit about boundaries, to talk a little bit about if we should be letting in people into our lives, um, trusting people, uh, especially when it comes to ministry. So it was actually uh, I've got like a whole, you know, a whole thing that I want to talk about this, uh, but mostly it, it came out of an experience that I had um, this season where in ministry, I just felt like I was repeating the, the same things over and over and over again. Like the same things were just happening to me over and over again. Like I, I remember when I first started ministry, um, I, I feel like I have a very sweet heart. And so I'm always very welcoming. I'm always super honest about where I'm at. I mean, I literally have made a YouTube channel where I jump on here and I share with you guys things that probably a lot of people would not share. And, um, and I talk about my life and I talk about, you know, things I'm going through, the things I'm currently struggling with, the things I have struggled with before in the past. And so I've, I've always kind of been that way. And that's, I guess, why YouTube has, you know, really like welcomed me because it is the space to do that where you can share as much as you want to share with people online who don't even know who you are uh, and and then you know you have the opportunity where people can just take what you're saying and take it out of context or you know use it as a weapon against you and that that has also happened to me a bunch of times however though um in my ministry i was the same person that i see today is the same person that I was um, like in the beginning of my ministry. Ah, and I also forgot to mention the fact that I cut my hair. I didn't want to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> but you guys are probably tuning in like for the first time ever seeing me with short hair since like 2023. I'm sorry, it's 2020. I haven't had short hair since 2020. But yeah, it was time to go. I had to cut my hair off. And it was also due to like a recent transition in my life, a new seasons that I'm entering into, which have to do a little bit with this. So if you're like, who is this person speaking to me? It's still me, it's just with shorter hair. <laughs> and I finally look my age again. Because uh, <laughs> with my longer hair, I just look like this like older homeless man. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so the person that you see before you, this very open, honest, friendly, transparent guy, 
Um, I've made a whole podcast around it. It's the same person that I was when I first started uh, my ministry back in 2019. I believe that that's when I started. And so not a lot has changed since then in terms of my openness, my willingness to uh, be friendly, to share parts of my life and and to make opportunities for people um, that maybe nobody has ever made opportunities for to help people. That's always been like me. I've always been that kind of guy. It's just something a little bit too kind for my own good, you know? And so um, I remember I was just experiencing these situations where people would enter into my ministry. And um, at first it was all good. You know, they would tell me, oh, I love the way that you are, you know, so kind and um, the way that I can share with you all these things or, you know, you're not going to judge me like other people in ministry or like you, you've given me time of day or, you know, you've given me an ear to listen um, for me to vent to you about, uh, you know, whatever is going on in their life. And I was like, of course, like, isn't that, you know, when I read the Bible, I'm like, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? Like, we're supposed to be like helping each other. We're supposed to be um, encouraging each other. We're supposed to be, you know, letting each other in. So that's what I read in my Bible. It was like, you know, all these statements uh, that Jesus was making in terms of, you know, if someone hurts you, you know, turn the other cheek. If um, like you're supposed to love your brother above all other things. Um, and, you know, the entire theme of the Bible is just love, love, love. And so I thought that that was the only thing I needed to do in ministry was like, I don't have to worry about myself because God's going to worry about me. Um, I just got to go out there and I just got to love on people. And I just got to like love, 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 love. Even when it hurts, I, I got to love them. So I found out really quickly <laughs> that, uh, that people do not have the same heart as me. And they're not as honest and transparent about where they are in their lives, unfortunately. And I had a lot of people who would just come into my life, say that things were a certain way, and then leave. And, I, and I'm realizing that a lot of what they told me were just lies. They were lying to me about a lot of their emotions, their feelings, maybe even their, you know, their past, their backstory, their present, their struggles. Um, I remember just, even in the beginning, I did so much for people. Like I did so much and I don't want to just come on here and, t and talk to you guys about the amazing, incredible things that I did for other people when I first started ministry because I want to receive my reward when I get to heaven. I could give examples. I'm not going to give examples because I want to receive that from the Father. Um, but there was just, let's just say I went out of my way beyond like what most people would ever do for like complete strangers. I mean, in terms of finances, in terms of transport, transportation, like transporting people, um, like my phone was basically like a beeper. I don't know if you guys remember what beepers are, but um, it was like a, you could call me at all the time you know, in the night, you can call me during the day. Um, you could text me and I would respond even if I was busy. Like if you were having a breakdown, I would be there for you. I would, you know, chat with you, I would talk with you. Um, I was always just available because I'm like, anytime I started thinking about myself, I'm like, well, the Bible tells me I'm not supposed to be thinking about me. I'm not supposed to be thinking about my needs, that God's going to take care of my needs. And, um, and all I have to worry about is just like the needs of other people. And so I was spending a lot of energy and a lot of time on others. And, um, and I was, I, I had, I had always kind of been that way. And maybe you can relate to this too, whoever's listening to this podcast, you guys out there. Um, maybe you kind of always been the same way that, um, I think it started from when I was younger and probably a lot of SSA guys or guys who struggle with same sex attraction. Um, they can relate to this aspect. Um, 
when I was younger, I just wanted to have friends. I just wanted to be accepted. I just wanted to be loved. And I was so out of love. There's not a lot of people in my life who were loving me that I never wanted anyone to feel what I felt in those times of despair of just like, man, I really wish I had a friend who would go out of their way to do this for me or, you know, to listen to me. And so any opportunity that I had where I could be a good influence on other people, I would take that opportunity. Um, even when people did me dirty, like even when people were, you know, just the worst to me, um, I would try to forgive them, just like the Bible talks about forgiving people and then acting as if nothing had happened. You know, um, I never had boundaries in my life. Like there was very few times because I just had such compassion and I had such a need to number one, be liked by people and, um, and, 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 and to be loved by people. It was really a me thing um, that I didn't want to like keep anything deteriorating that relationship. I didn't want to create distance in that relationship. Unless, I, of course, I knew that this was just like awful. You know, this was like not a healthy relationship at all. But most times it's so funny how um, unhealthy relationships can really disguise themselves as healthy relationships when they're not. Uh, especially if you're dealing with people who are manipulative or lying or, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I started at a very young, early age, just uh, not having boundaries for myself and, um, and just forgiving people like the good old Bible tells us to do. And like my, my parents had raised me. It's like, you know, forgive people and all this stuff. Um, even though later on in my life, my parents were not so forgiving. <laughs> they were like, you shouldn't do that for other people, Samuel. And even when I got into ministry, they would warn me. They're like, you're doing too much. Like you're, you're really investing in people who may not even care about you. And I was like, how could you say something like that? Like, that's not true. You know, the Bible says that if we love, if we love purely, if we love good, then like um, that brings light into the darkness. And so my job is just to love people. And then of course, like that's going to bring light into their situation. That's going to bring light in, into the darkness is if I really, really love on them. So um, I was really loving people, not out of an expectation of receiving. I always just like loved and then been like, okay, like I feel like this is going to be a good friendship or this is going to be a good relationship. Um, but then it was like, I kept having the same things happen to me where people were coming into my life and they were taking advantage of my time, my energy, my prayers, you know, um, teaching them, whatever it was that I had to offer them. And then as soon as that they were done with me and whatever I had to offer, they would exit the relationship. So. Um, I'll give you an example. Like there was a guy who I was getting very close with who was coming to my discipleships. I've been doing discipleships for a very long time. Um, it's been around like four or five years now that I've uh, started my first discipleship. And I remember my first discipleship group, this guy, me and him were getting very close and um, we were starting a friendship and it meant a lot to me, the friendship that I was going into with this individual. And um, I was like, finally, you know, a healthy, I've always wanted a, a really healthy male friendship. I think that's something cool to have. I haven't really had, like, I can't really like pinpoint in my life where I have a male best friend. I mean, now I do. His name's, you know, I won't say his name, but he's a part of my ministry. And uh, just to <laughs> keep it private. But, um, and that he's a great friend, but, you know, he lives very far away from me. And so um, now when I was doing that discipleship before, like four years ago, I remember, oh man, I'm finally going to have this male friendship. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be so great. Um, but as soon as he 
found a girl. You know, he found a girlfriend. He started devoting more time to his girlfriend. He stopped showing up to the Bible studies. He stopped texting me. And then I would just be like, bro, you know, what's going on? Why aren't you coming to the Bible studies anymore? I miss you. I want to pray with you. I want to do fellowship with you. Like, um, he'd be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm hanging out with my girlfriend or I'm doing this with my girlfriend. And it was always like the girlfriend excuse. But then at the same time, I was like, this is much more than just like you hang out with your girlfriend. Like, it seems like you just don't want to hang out with me or, you know, like maybe you prioritize certain things in your life that don't have to do with me, which is fine, you know, but like communicate that. And so, or maybe that was his form of communicating. I have no idea. So I was like, man, I would like pour out so much. I'm like, bro, you would not even have a girlfriend if it wasn't for me, like helping you get your life together, you know, and like helping you learn about the Bible and like to attract a godly woman like that, like, you know, like give some stuff back words do like if somebody helped you in your life when you didn't have anybody and then you automatically just close the door on them when you finally do get whatever you want like you use that person you abuse that person to get what it was you ultimately wanted which was attention from someone else or from another situation or circumstance and so that was one example i have so many examples i mean i'm telling you this was happening to me over and over again where i was just like giving 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 and people were just taking 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 um, and so not to, you know, give more and more examples. Cause like I said, there are some things I want to save. <laughs> uh, that's my boundary. I want to save, uh, for when I get to heaven that I receive a reward for that, because then it's just going to be a waste. I can share with you guys, but it's just going to be a waste. And I don't want it to be a waste. <laughs> I don't want praise from men. I want praise from God. And so, um, but this was just happening to me consistently and constantly. Um, so then I finally started like an online discipleship. And in the online discipleship, um, people would come join the discipleship and they would be learning from me for a season and I would be teaching them for free. Mind you, I've always done discipleships for free. And I can tell now why there are ministries out there that charge for discipleship because it's so much of an energy thing. Like it's so much of a time thing where you're devoting so much to people. And the last thing that you would want is just to like, for people to come in and then just leave and then you're like left empty-handed all these people that you trained they didn't go to your ministry or they went back into a sinful lifestyle or they're just gone you don't even know what's going on with them that would happen a lot so my expectations were that i was i was doing these discipleships to create communities of friendships of people who are going to really follow christ with me because that's all i really wanted i mean when i first started following jesus i just wanted to create communities of people who were excited about jesus excited about reading the bible excited about you know following kingdom purposes and and doing whatever god was asking us to do like a lot of the things in my life as a christian a lot of them i had to do alone like i remember going to conferences by myself and that was really sad for me too because it was like you know i'm supposed to have friends to like go and do this with and not that you know i don't want anyone coming into this podcast and being like well i don't have friends am i doing something wrong um no i mean i was there for a long time you know where I was doing a lot of things by myself. Every conference, I was like, man, like, you know, I'm going to go to that because I want to receive God's word. I want to have an encounter with the Lord. But how cool would it have been if I had, if I had a friend to go to those conferences and to those places with? So um, I did a lot of things by myself. So of course, I mean, just naturally, I wanted to build communities. And you're probably asking, well, Samuel, why don't you just go to a church? Well, that's the funny thing is that I did go to churches. But the Lord was just leading me into different pathways. And I've, I've talked a little bit about how my ministry got started in my first ever episode of this podcast. So if you're interested in like, why did you just join a church, Samuel? You'll learn there. Uh, but I was visiting various churches and either they were not theologically sound 
or um, I wasn't connecting to anybody there. It was mostly just like very traditional. You walk in, you go into church, and then you, know, you sit on your pew. Nobody asks you, how's your day? Nobody invites you to their house. Nobody knows where anybody lives. You know, nobody cares about, you know, your, your hidden sin or your accountability. And it, it was just like, I was just not finding my home, not finding my place. There were a couple of communities that I was a part of for, you know, a couple of months at a time. Like there was an IHOP, an International House of Prayer that I was a part of. Uh, there's another uh, community that I was a part of that, you know, they're no longer a church, unfortunately. But um, I was, you know, here and there for, for the, some of those things and trying to make relationships. But I wanted to build my own, you know, community of friends that, number one, I related to and that were hungry and thirsty for the word of God and that really wanted to live wholeheartedly for Jesus. So people would enter into these discipleships and um, they would be there for like three, four months. And then there was a variety of different situations. Like some people would come in and they would just lie about everything, everything. Like, I'm like, how are you a follower of Jesus? And you're lying about like literally even the smallest things about your identity. Like, this is wild to me. So they would like take up like five months or six months of my life. And the entire time I didn't know these people, like they had created this image of a person that I didn't know. And of course, those things always get exposed. And so it was exposed and, um, and I'm like, uh, who are you? And so like, you, like, and then they would just leave the ministry. And so, um, then there was other types of people where they would just receive, receive, give me, give me, give me, give me. But whenever I gave them any type of responsibility, they're like, I don't want that responsibility. Like it was kind of a, just like a situation of what you would see in a traditional church where it's like, you walk into the service. I just want to hear you. I want to feel good about my life. And it's always about me, 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 me. And then I would be like, no, it's, you know, now it's your turn to like, pour out. It's your turn to encourage. It's your turn to use your gifts. It's your turn to do something in the ministry or to start a ministry of your own, to make disciples, to go out, preach the word of God. And those people were like, no, I don't want to do that. And so it's like, I wasted like another five, six, eight months of my life training these people up just to make them feel good about themselves. And then they left. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And so these are in ministry, um, not necessarily interpersonal relationships, but there's, we're going to get into interpersonals as well. But um, these patterns of just like, you know, these were weird. And then there was other ones that were just like, they would come into the ministry. They would be part of the discipleships. And then they would just like leave. I don't know where like one day they would just be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And then they would just go into a sinful life. And I'd be like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, I was like, whoa, like, where did that come from? So then now they're just like out there wilding out, you know? And I'm like, what the heck? Like we were like friends for like a year or two. You're like, you know, things intimately about my life. And like, now they're just like in the world. So these are like the various different things that I was experiencing in ministry, very hard stuff to experience every couple or so months with various amount of people. I mean, I can give you guys a list of the amount of times that people have come into my ministry and hurt me specifically. And, um, and I was just seeing these patterns over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, so um, eventually I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna make a social contract. So anybody who's a part of my discipleship, which is my free teaching, um, you know, community, um, I'm going to have them uh, like sign a social contract, which is just not like an actual contract or anything like that, you know, but it was just like, these are my expectations written out in, in you know, a literal form. Um, and this is what I'm expecting in the group. So I'm expecting honesty. I'm expecting transparency. I'm expecting that you're going to show up on time for the calls. You know, everything that I'm like, these are areas where people have disappointed me before in the past. I'm going to put that in the contract and I'm going to tell them, are you capable of doing this? Because if you're not capable of doing this, you need to let me know so that you, you're, you're not invited to the group. I like to keep things very private. And I wanted to make these communities where I was very picky with people who were coming and the people who really, really wanted to devote themselves 
to Jesus. And so um, that kind of helped a little bit, but then people still, it was like, they would just lie. They would lie to the social contract. They would, you know, obviously break the rules and they would lie to me. And that takes a hit because as a minister, you want to keep giving people opportunities and you want to keep giving people chances. Um, and nobody ever taught me this. Like no one ever taught me this. No one ever told me, hey, Samuel, like, you know, maybe don't give access to people that quickly or maybe don't trust people because I'm coming into it thinking, you're a Christian, I'm a Christian, that means I can trust you, you can trust me. And so I would share my life with individuals, I would tell them, you know, everything, like I do here on YouTube sometimes, except now I'm more, a little bit more picky on YouTube, what I do share and what I don't share. <laughs> so you guys can't like, you know, use it against me. I don't know who's watching these videos. Um, it's not good to share everything with everyone. But I try to share the things that I know I'm comfortable sharing. And so, um, and these discipleship groups, I was just, you know, looking at these individuals and just sharing all of my life, all of my weaknesses. And then it would really disappoint me when they wouldn't share their weaknesses with me. And I'm like, it's in the contract. You know, like, that's what you agreed to when you came to the discipleship. Um, everyone does discipleship differently. This is how I do the discipleship myself. And so um, I was like, man, it was very exhausting for me. Very, very exhausting. Until finally, I think like I had a good stable group of like 12 individuals that I'm like, okay, well, I feel like this discipleship group is finally working. Like good, like good things are happening within this specific group. And I had those 12 for around a year or so. And then I was like, okay, I've taught them everything that I know. I've helped them out in the relationship with Jesus. It's time for them to spread their wings and to fly, to either be a part of my ministry, helping me in my ministry in the future with Discord, online church, or for them to go out and make disciples of their own. And, um, and even through this too, um, it was interesting how so many people in my life would show me their true colors, would show me like, in, like even with an interpersonal relationship. So outside of ministry, there were friends that I'm like, I really trusted. And I was really, you know, um, I would be there for them. I would care for them. And they would do the exact same things. They would either keep something from me, hide something from me. You know, uh, like I had a friend, I was very close with him. Um, he ended up moving away and it, I went to go visit him and it was like a totally different individual. I mean, he was still there, the friend that I knew, but he had done so much that he'd never told me. And we were very close. I'm like, man, why does this keep happening to me? It's like, like, I'm so open with individuals. I'm always there sharing my life. But it seems like when it comes to other people's lives, they don't want to share that with me. Like they're very like, just they push that away or they don't want to share with anyone, not just me, just anyone. And I'm like, man, that really hurts when you're giving so much of yourself and, um, and this person isn't giving anything at all to your needs and, and the things that, you know, you're expecting or desiring out of that relationship. I should say desiring after, um, out of the relationship in the friendship or in ministry. So skipping to this year, I got started with my online church. And in the online church, um, I wanted to start up a new discipleship. So I had taken a break, like around like eight months break. And in this discipleship, um, I was like, I don't want that to happen again. So I'm going to be even more strict. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm going to really, really talk to people. I'm going to, I'm going to do the social contract again. And hopefully, you know, we don't have, I know that people are, no matter what in ministry, people are going to hurt you. That's, that's a given. I've prepared myself mentally for that. I've prepared myself for the worst of the worst of the worst. Um, but I wanted to start giving people responsibilities. I wanted to um, feel like I could trust people. And so a lot of my interpersonal relationships, my friendships, they were involved in my ministry on my Discord. 
you know, luckily the Lord's been good to me. We have over 5,000 individuals on my Discord and, um, and we're growing. It's an online church, like a fully functional online church. We got pastors, we got elders, we got all that stuff. And, um, and we lead calls every single uh, week. We have several calls actually with several of our leaders. Um, but a lot of my friendships, um, I would tell them, hey, this is what I'm expecting. This, these are the, really, the things that I value. If you don't value these things, like I think probably you should go look for another friendship or you should go look for another community. But people would always come to me and be like, no, no, I value these things. No, I want to be a part of your life. No, I want to help you in the ministry. So I'd be like, all right, cool. Let's give you some responsibility. I would give them the responsibility and then they would just leave me high and dry. They would probably try to do it for about three, four months, and then they would leave me high and dry. And they would leave the ministry, or they would leave on bad terms, or they would lie about something, or, you know, fall into, like, patterns of sin. Um, and it was bad. And I was like, man, you know, this, this pattern seems to just keep going and keep going. And now with everyone, of course, I did have some incredible... You know, I've had around like three incredible people in my life that have stuck with me for years now that are now a part of my nonprofit board. And, um, and they're cool. They're awesome. So, but I mean, the majority of people, it's not like those three. So I'm like, what is going on here? So then this summer, something devastating happened to me um, where I don't want to share too much about it because uh, there are other people involved. But um, I was once again, pursuing a friendship and pursuing discipleship. And I made it really clear, you know, I was always very open with the individuals, even when they didn't meet my expectations. I would always, um, you know, it, it's maybe to put it practically into somebody else's life. It was like you are texting someone, you're telling them how you feel and what you're expecting. And, you know, everything's very innocent and very good. And this person isn't re uh, responding correctly, where it's like, you share something, oh, I'm going to share something. Or this is how you're feeling, I'm going to share how I'm feeling. But a lot of my relationships felt very one-sided or felt very shallow. And I'm like, I hate shallow. <laughs> I can't stand shallow. Like, just tell me how it is. Tell me what's on your mind. Uh, those are the kind of friendships and relationships that I really value a lot. Um, so if you ever want to be a friend with me, just know that, like, I love honesty. And um, I, I, I really, really, like, value transparency, even though I don't, have, I don't like that word value or values. Um, cause I think we can value a lot of things and we don't want to like, you know, make sure that there's certain things that we are valuing more than other things, because then what happens when those other things are really good too. And we've only put these two on a platform. So anyways, this, I'm not gonna get into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was pursuing friendships. I was pursuing discipleship and just a mess happened guys. I mean, I can't even begin to explain how much I was hurt by individuals who were close to me in like every area of my life. I mean, there was people who were living near me, who were my friends that totally betrayed my trust, um, pushed me past my boundaries of what I was comfortable with. And I accepted that. I, I was like, okay, you know, I'm not comfortable with this, but you know what? I'm still going to do it no matter what, because I love you and I care about you. And so, you know, I would, I would try to please them in that way of just like, and that's what it is with like, you know, these unhealthy relationships or these abusive relationships that are, I'm sure people aren't doing mal maliciously. They're not doing it maliciously, but it's unhealthy. It's unhealthy whenever somebody challenges your boundaries or the things that you're comfortable with. Um, and so uh, I, I had people in all the areas of my life this summer, like really hurt me. So like in my friendships hurt me. I had people in my ministry and my discipleship uh, hurt me. 
Um, there's all types of things that were being said and done and, and being done. And, um, and then I had uh, relationships that were far away that were, you know, not necessarily live next to me also hurt me. And I'm like, I don't understand. I've been very honest with people. I've been very honest from the get go, you know, and I'm, I've always been the, the, the first person to like offer mercy. I've always been the first person to offer forgiveness. You did me wrong. Oh, you, let's say you said something wrong against me. Okay. It's okay. You come to me. Hey, I, you know, I was speaking behind your back. I did something. I'd be like, okay, that's super disappointing, but thank you for telling me. I forgive you. Let's just move on with this relationship. Let's act like this didn't happen, you know? Um, and I would forgive them. And then the same thing would happen again. Or let's say I was expecting someone, a responsibility out of someone in the ministry. I'd be like, hey, you know, you were supposed to do this, 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 and this, and you didn't do it. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I promise I won't do that again. Like, I'm going to like, make sure I do my responsibility. Then like in a couple of months, they wouldn't do the responsibility. And then, and then I'd be like, okay, like I'll forgive you again, I guess. And I was just forgiving and forgiving and forgiving and just not, not letting people, um, really not seeing people's true character through that process, unfortunately. Um, because once again, I have a compassionate heart. I want to see, I have a little bit too much of an optimistic heart. So I want, I want to see the goodness in people a little bit too much. Um, and it's not healthy. And I always thought that that was something that was beautiful. You know, like I was like, man, I have such a good heart, you know, like I'm always willing to forgive. I'm always willing to extend mercy, even if it hurts me, even if it drains my energy, like I'm willing to like give that out and I'm willing to like forgive and be merciful and all that stuff. So then finally, after this situation happened where all of my areas of my life were being attacked this summer, I've been through a lot this summer, guys. That's why I'm sorry. I haven't been like super on top of my podcast and super on top of my content creation. Uh, like the devil is like really trying to take me out for sure, attacking me in every area. Um, and, and, and it got, it really, it got close to that point. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. It, it, it got close to the point where I was like, man, should, should I even be in ministry anymore? I don't know if I want to be in ministry anymore. Um, like this is, this isn't fun for me. People telling me all the time that, that they, you know, people lying to me all the time, essentially. Like people, people just lie to me. They're just lying to me about everything. Like every time I like come to them with honesty, try not to get into the specifics of this. They just lie. And, and I'm like, and then I forgive them and then they lie again and I forgive them and they lie again because it's like, that's what Jesus told me I'm supposed to do. I'm just supposed to like go around forgiving people and like turning the other cheek and like, you know, just accepting abuse in every relationship that I'm practically in. And, um, and I had never had anyone teach me otherwise. Um, I have a couple of mentors and even during this season, I was asking them like, Hey, is this normal, you know, to be experiencing this? Like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be being hurt in this way so consistently and constantly. And it's really hurting me. Like, I'm like, now it's making me not even want to be a part of ministry anymore. It's making me not want to minister to individuals or to be friends with people anymore. Like I, I just, I'm so hurt all the time because of what people are doing. And, um, and even my mentors were like, I I'm going through that right now. Or, you know, I don't know how to respond. Let me get back to you on this. And so, um, I ended up after all of that attacks during the summer and my relationships, I was like, I don't know what to do. Um, and I cried out to God and I told God, God, I can't go through this anymore. I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't forgive anymore. I can't extend mercy anymore. I don't see goodness in this. Like, all I see is just a repeated pattern of people just like using me, using me, using my forgiveness, using that. And then they're gone. And I never hear from them ever again. Like, that was the story of my life in ministry. It was like people just using me, taking advantage of me, hurting me, and then they're gone. And I'm like, what was the point of that? <laughs> Besides, like, I guess, uh, character development <laughs> from God. 
Um, and I'm like, God, I, I just can't do it anymore. And I really cried out to him because I, I, I told him, like, I'm at, a, I'm at my wit's end. Like, if you don't fix this, Lord, um, I don't know how I'm going to survive in ministry. Um, and I really was at my wit's end. Like, I was like, I just can't handle another hurt. I can't handle another lie. I can't handle another forgiveness to then be, you know, extend another arm of forgiveness for these people. I'm like, why does this keep happening to me? And I'm like, am I the problem? Am I doing something wrong? Because whenever I see something consistently a pattern in my life um, that is only happening to me and not happening to other people, like I would, you know, look at other ministries and other relationships and people seem to be thriving in their other relationships and they got friends and they don't go through half the stuff that I'm going through. I'm like, is this just like an enemy attack or something? Um, but I was like, what's going on here? Um, I was seeing other people's and I'm like, that's, that's, I'm not experiencing that. I'm experiencing the opposite of that. So maybe I'm doing something wrong. Like, and I'm open to understanding, like, am I doing something wrong with these individuals? And so, um, I ended up like starting research online. That's what I do. I love researching. I love studying. And, um, I was, you know, putting in Google, like, boundaries in ministry boundaries because my friend was leading a book and a call on my discord about boundaries i was like maybe i should set some boundaries because a lot of the stuff that she was talking about was making sense to me and i was like man i don't i don't know if i have boundaries in ministry and in, in my friendships i did have a lot in my family i had boundaries um my parents were actually very uncomfortable with my boundaries because i was like i'm not going to a family event i'm not going to do this i'm not going to do that when i got uncomfortable over something and and that was a part of my religion or something you know you know how families are. They're just like, they'll go after you. And, and so I'm like, I'm not comfortable going to this or doing that. So I had healthy boundaries in other areas. But in ministry, I didn't have a healthy boundary because I'm like, I'm a minister. I'm always supposed to be loving. I'm always supposed to be forgiving. I'm always supposed to be kind. And um, that was what Jesus did. And I want to be like Jesus. And so I thought. <laughs> and so I, I ended up, you know, Googling and searching. I'm like, boundaries in ministry, boundaries for pastors. All I got was like, boundaries with like relationships and marriage and all that stuff and i'm like that's not what i'm looking for uh, although that's great i don't have a problem in that area i'm not married and i don't have a ton of you know relationships so um finally i came across this video the video i actually give them a shout out because they were awesome um it was called how to set healthy boundaries in ministries i was like look looking on youtube i was looking 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 um this video doesn't even have that many views i don't think um I yeah, so I think, yeah, they've got like, they've got like 700 views, like around the average of my channel. And so I really had to look. And um, that was like the video that played in the background just now. And, um, and I finally found this video and it was with this author that's called Lisa. Uh, let me see her last name. Lisa Turkhurst. Uh, hopefully I'll have her on my pod podcast one day. Um, I extended the invitation on direct message if she ever reads it. Um, but I, I was listening to this video guys. And when I say it blew my mind, it was like the answer from God that I needed. Um, so I highly encourage watching the video, but I'll kind of summarize it. But it was basically saying it's like, God has boundaries and, and we should have boundaries in ministries too. Um, it's very hard sometimes in these relationships for us to just forgive and, you know, move forward and try to continue the relationship. But if you know that someone has proven to you time and time and time again that they are not trustworthy with the access that you've given to them, then why do you keep giving them more access? And so for me, even in my life, like, for example, I would like give out my number and I would make friendships with people. And I would, you know, have this expectation of just like, hey, this is 
me sharing to you some things that I'm going through in my life. And I'm also expecting that you're going to share with me as, you know, friendship works both ways. But then what would happen would be I would share a bunch and then this person would keep to themselves what was going on in their life or, or they would lie, which would be even worse, you know, throughout the many variety of situations I've been through in ministry, unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> and they would lie or, you know, and so that right there would show you if you were a person with healthy boundaries that number one, you gave someone access to your life and they didn't respond um, with the same access or what you were desiring of the relationship. As long as you've made that clear from the beginning, hey, this is what I am expecting out of our friendship. That if I share, you're going to share too. Not just me sharing all the time and then you never sharing or when I need you to be there for me, that you'll be there for me, that you're not just going to disappear or you're not going to, you know, um, not leave me on red or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I actually was having a conversation to kind of jump around a little bit. I was having a conversation with one guy in my Discord server who also was struggling with this a lot where he had given a lot of his access of his life to someone and then they had really disappointed them. Um, and I'm like, well, did this person ever, you know, I, the, the first question I asked them was, do you feel like this person is, yeah, actually genuinely cares about you? They'd be like, yeah, like they would make excuse. I'd be like, yeah, they care about me. I know that they, they love me and stuff. I'm like, but have they shown that to you with the access that you've given to them? And they're like, well, no, you know, not really, not lately and stuff. And I'm like, one of my biggest sayings right now, I don't know if this makes sense or if this podcast is going to be just all over the place. But one of the biggest things that I've been learning is that, um, and I've been saying it a ton, um, and just to key you guys in, people on the Discord also know, is like when someone shows you their character, believe it. When someone shows you their character, believe it. If someone is lying to you, they're a liar. Believe it. Don't make excuses for them. You know, don't give them access to an area of your life where you need honesty in that area because they're going to lie to you. Or if someone, you know, shows you that they're manipulating you, they're manipulating you. You know, believe it. Don't make excuses. That was my problem is that I would always just make excuses for people. And then I would approach them and I'd be like, is this how you felt? Or, you know, let's resolve this and be like, yeah, yeah, let's resolve this. We would get it resolved. And then once again, they would show me they are a liar or they are a manipulator or they are this or they are that. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I wasn't I was refusing to believe that these people were who they were showing me to be that they were. If that makes any sense. So um, in the in the book, I mean, I she wrote a book called good boundaries and goodbyes. This is by Lisa Turkhurst. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. But she wrote this book. I read the book. Um, she talks about how boundaries are in place for us not to not love people, but actually to love people properly. Because I always thought to myself, well, that means you're not very loving, Samuel. Like if you're not forgiving or if you're not giving mercy or if you're not doing this, or if you're not, you know, letting people into your life or, you know, starting over with individuals, you're not a loving person. And I came to find out really quickly that actually, no, like I'm actually not loving myself correctly and I'm loving myself irresponsibly if I am not in a position to give my energy out, give my love that God wants. We, we have a limited amount of that God wants us to give to to the correct people. Because let's say, for example, I do go ahead and start, you know, forgiving, giving mercy, spending time and loving on someone who's not worthy of that access. They're just using me time and time and time again. The person that comes along who would really appreciate that access, would appreciate that honesty, 
would also give back in terms of relationship. I am not spending time with them because I'm spending time with this person who's not caring and who's just using every bit of my time, every bit of my ministry, every bit of my resource. And then this other person is like, but love me. And I'm like, I don't have time for you because I'm loving this person. And this person doesn't even care that I'm loving them. And so it's irresponsible. We are not Jesus. And I think in my mind, like I wanted to be like Jesus. I'm like, I just want to go around loving everybody, healing everybody, doing all this stuff for people, forgiving everybody. I'm not Jesus. I don't have like the amount of incredible love, healing gifts from the Holy Spirit in that type of way, in, in like God level power to just like love on people, get hurt by people, understand that, and then go and love on somebody, on somebody else. I'm a human being and I only have like a certain amount of energy that I can give to people and a certain amount of time that I can give to people. And we have to be, we have to use wisdom. We have to have discernment on who we're giving that time and energy to. Because if we're giving it to someone who doesn't care or has shown you that they don't care, then it's, it sucks for the person who would care for that time and that energy. And there's so many times in my life where I'm like, there's people who genuinely wanted to have friendship with me, who genuinely wanted to be part of my ministry. And I had to tell them, I'm sorry, I can't run out the moment because I have this people I'm dealing with, or I'm dealing with this situation. Like, guys, there has been so many situations where I have not been able to properly tend to my content creation because I'm like putting out fires in my ministry of just people who lied to me, people who, you know, are coming up with rumors or people who are breaking the rules. And I'm like, take so much energy, just fix all that stuff up. Like, okay, you need to leave the ministry or, you know, have phone call. What's going on here? Um, why did you do this? Or what was your motivation behind this? When I could have been making a TikTok that would have helped thousands of people. When I could have been on a phone call, giving someone counsel who would have really appreciated it. When I could have been like making a YouTube video or a podcast or something, you know, spreading or studying for myself or studying the word of God. Sometimes it even goes into my time with God. And so I was not aware that I was doing this because every single day I was just like, I'm going to try to love you. I'm going to try to love you. I'm going to try to love you. Oh, you hurt me. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to try to love you. And it was just like all over the place all of the time. You can see how that's unhealthy, right? And so um, I realized in my life that God was speaking to me on healthy boundaries. And, you know, Lisa does a better job of explaining this on the book, uh, just shouting out her book, Good Boundaries and Goodbye. It has changed my life for someone in ministry, whoever you are in ministry, I would say, read this book. Please read this book. Um, it challenged me to be like, wait a second, why am I giving all these people all these opportunities? They have not shown me that they're worthy to receive these opportunities and this access. That doesn't mean that I, I just go around like block, block wall here, wall there. I'm not going to love you. Like you messed up one time. That's it. No, what I am going to do, however, is that I'm going to give you a little bit of responsibility, a little bit of access to my life. And I'm going to see how well you do with that. And if you do really well, okay, we'll move you to the next access. If you do really well with that, okay, we'll give you more responsibility here. So then that way, you know, those who are deserving of your time and your energy versus those who are not deserving, because those who are not deserving, they won't make it past the first level. And that'll be really good for you because then they won't take up your time um, and time from other people that you could be loving them. Um, they won't make it past that level. So you'll never have to give them more access, more access. And then the deeper people are in access, the deeper they can hurt you. And of course, people can always hurt you. That's going to happen. That's a given. But um, the amounts of bearing of different types of hurt, it depended on how deep you were in relationship to them. So if someone hurt you when they were on level one axis, it's not a big deal. But if someone hurt you while they were on level seven axis, that's a pretty big deal. That could take you out for a couple months, you know, especially when you're a minister and you're ministering to people. So you got to be careful because it's irresponsible when you're giving yourself out. And so there's so many people in my life that I trusted that I did really good things to. I never asked anything of them. 
I just wanted their friendship. I just wanted them to know God. And they just kept hurting me and hurting me. And I've forgiven them. Of course I've forgiven. But forgiven doesn't mean that like I forget. And now I'm just going to continue to let you wreak havoc on my life. Because that's not going to be good for me. And that's not going to be good for anybody else in my life. And so I think a lot of people would probably disagree with me. Especially people who don't have healthy boundaries. <laughs> like she talks about that in um, her interviews and in her book. Is that peop the only people that get upset at boundaries are people who have unhealthy boundaries. <laughs> um, people who have healthy boundaries will be like, I understand. Okay, that's great. Like, I can respect that because they, under they can understand. Like, someone comes up to me and they don't tell me everything about their life right away. They're like, I don't really know who you are. You know, like, it's normal. Uh, I'm just going to like, you know, maybe we can hang out for, you know, a coffee one day and build that relationship. I'm not going to be like, why did you tell me everything about your life when I first met you? You know, like, tell me about your intimacy between your husband and you. Like, well, like, like what? <laughs> like, no, this person, like, that's a level of friendship that you get to. Um, where you have access to the individual and things in their life that are really intimate, you know, like you can't just be going around talking about everything to everyone, especially because in this life, not everyone is good. And that's also something that I had to learn. I had to understand is that not everyone wants the best for you. And that was really heartbreaking for me because when I got saved and when I knew Jesus, I became a new person. And this new person, I was like really encountered really moved by God. I never wanted to hurt anybody. Um, did I hurt people? Yeah, of course I've hurt people. But intentionally, I never wanted to, you know, I didn't want to lie. I didn't want to cheat. I didn't want to deceive. deceive. I didn't want to steal. Um, these are things that my new spirit didn't agree with anymore. And so just to go into situations where people are like, I'm a Christian, I accept Jesus, I love Jesus, and then they're lying all the time, manipulating, cheating, deceiving, causing division. Um, I'm like, how can you do this? If you say that you're a Christian, how can you just dishonor your brother and your sister in this way or hurt your brother and your sister in this way and take no responsibility? So that was very confusing for me. And, and I still don't really understand it, but I've had to accept it. And now that I've accepted that, I come to my relationships with those boundaries of like, whoa, slow down there, buddy. Like, um, you want my number? Okay, that's going to take some time. First, let's talk over Instagram. Let's talk over, you know, social media platforms. You'll get my number when I know you're not like a crazy person that will talk bad about me to someone else or will, you know, deceive people or, or whatever. I have no idea. Like nowadays, you never know. You never know nowadays. If things have gotten so crazy. This generation is wildly insane. I mean, everything has just been flipped on his head lately. Um, I feel like the, the wickedness of this generation is just getting deeper and deeper. Um, so, and I'm protecting myself and I wanted to make this podcast. I wanted to talk about my boundaries because I feel like it'll probably help a lot of people out there who are also going through the same thing. It's like, why do I keep getting hurt in my relationships? I'm being really clear. Like one thing is like, you're not being clear and you're not telling people your expectations. Um, but if you're telling people your expectations, you're being clear, you've written it out literally for them, especially in ministry. You have, you've presented it to them. You've had several calls with them, you know, and people are still going behind your back or they're doing this or they're doing that. Um, it's time for you to make some boundaries and realize not everyone is good. And, and the Lord even tested me in this as well. Um, there were some new people God was bringing into my life and I was uncomfortable with some of the stuff that they were doing. And old Sam would have been like, it's fine. You know, I, you're uncomfortable, but you got to love them and you got to be their friend anyways. This time around, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, hey, what you're doing is making me uncomfortable. This is a boundary in my life. Um, I would just like to tell you that 
um, you don't have to change. Like the boundary is not to make you change. The boundary is for me. And so um, this is what I'm expecting. And and this is how our friendship is going to go. If you don't like that, then then we won't have a friendship. And if you do are, are okay with that, then we, we will have a friendship. And so the Lord was even testing me to see if I would give in to my old behaviors of just like loving people recklessly or just like loving people well. And that's what I really want people to take away from this is that boundaries don't help you to not love people. They help you to love people really, really well. And that was something that really changed my walk. And, and I always come with you guys with Bible stuff, you know, Bible resources, references. God is a God of boundaries. Um, Lisa talks about this in her book. There's so many examples that she uses. Jesus had boundaries. You know, there was a woman who came up to him talking about, I want to heal my daughter, please. She's sick. And, and God was like, this is not for you. Like, he's like, this is for the children of Israel. You know, like you're a dog and you need to get away basically to this lady. He had boundaries. He had established things that he wanted to do. And then he realized, okay, maybe I can move on these boundaries. Maybe I can't move here. Um, same thing with in the Old Testament. Who were the people who had access to the temple? The people with the greatest responsibility had the access to the temple. And if they failed in those responsibilities, you know, God would strike them dead. That's a huge boundary. It's like you either expect, like, this is what, what I'm expecting of you to do. If you don't get it done, then you're going to die. <laughs> like that, that's, a, that's a huge boundary. You know, so they're everywhere in the scripture, everywhere, everywhere in the scripture, so many different places where God gives a responsibility. He puts up the boundary. And if people fail to meet those boundaries and those responsibilities and those expectations, God's like, all right, I'm not giving that to you anymore. And that was something I needed to learn and something that really helped me in my walk of understanding, like, I'm not going to go through this again. There's not going to be five more years of letting people into my ministry, giving them responsibilities, them lying. Now, when someone shows me who they are, I'm not going to make excuses for them. I'm going to be like, you either did this out of ignorance. And if you did, well, I'm sorry. You know, now we got to start number one, level number one. You know, all trust has been broken. You got to build your way up back up again. Um, or you just can't be in a relationship with me. Because people are going to like, I know I hurt you, but like, why aren't we friends anymore? Why aren't we talking anymore like we used to? Why, you know, why don't you let me in in these areas? Because you broke our trust and with trust comes boundaries, right? And, and when we have those boundaries and you break those boundaries, there has to be consequences or else it doesn't matter. If there's no consequences, it doesn't matter. And that's what was happening to me is that I wasn't giving people any consequences. I was like, you can just hurt me. I'll forgive you. It'll be fine. Resentment, bitterness, all this stuff that was angering me. Now it's beautiful because when people hurt me, I'm like, here are the consequences, right? So there's no room for resentment. There's no room for bitterness. There's no room for anger because I'm just like, you hurt me. You either got to go from the ministry or we're starting at level one in our relationship here and you're going to build that trust back up. And so it seems really harsh, and, um, but it's something I needed to learn. And I hope that you guys get to learn that too in your lives because I don't want you guys to experience the same amount of hurts. The same things that I experienced in my ministry are just like trying to be more like Jesus or what I thought Jesus would do. And Jesus wouldn't do that. Jesus was really clear, you know, even with the Pharisees, he's like, this is what I'm expecting. And you guys aren't listening to me. Therefore, you can't follow me. He did that with the disciples too. He's like, you're not willing to leave mother, brother, sister, father, all this stuff in my name, then you're not willing to follow me. You can't follow me. You can't be a part of this. So Jesus had boundaries. And that's what I really want to help people understand now through this podcast is how you can have boundaries. So I'm not going to give you the, the full shindig. I'm not going to tell you all of the stuff that, you know, Lisa can tell you in her book, Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. Um, but it really helped me 
in this season because guys, if I didn't set those boundaries, I don't know if I could continue to be in ministry, if I could continue to be a light, if I can continue continue to love people because I was just so hurt all the time and I was exhausted. I was just exhausted all the time from having to deal with people who weren't being honest with me about the things that they were going through. So now there's boundaries in place, there's consequences for my relationships. And I made that really clear to people who um, I haven't built trust upon trust upon trust with for years, right? So um, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about this. Hopefully you guys learned something from this and, and maybe, you know, maybe the Lord's been speaking to you about this and you haven't been able to understand. And this has, bring, this has brought clarity. It brought clarity to me. I wish I, wish I would have found Lisa's book like a long time ago. Oh my gosh, that would have hurt. That would have like saved me so much time and energy. I think I would have been way farther along in my ministry had I found that book. But you know, God does everything in seasons and for specific reasons. So um, go check out the book, Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. Um, I got it on Logos, but you can get it pretty much everywhere, I think. Um, and, and it's helped me. And so I just want to end this podcast out with a prayer for some of you guys that maybe are dealing with that and um, are struggling with putting those boundaries. Because the other thing I thought about was it's hard. It's very difficult, guys, to put the boundaries on people that we care about and we love because we want them in our life. We don't want to see them. We want them to be our friend. We want them to love on us. And, and sometimes it's like they're not, they're not capable of loving you correctly just yet. And, um, and they need time to mature. They need time to, to be a good friend to you. And, um, and so when people show you their character, believe them. Uh, there's such incredible quotes on this book as well that you guys should check out as well. But I'm going to end this out with a prayer. So God, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you, Jesus, that I was able to do this podcast and I was able to speak and uh, to teach, you know, some things that are going on in my life and, you know, try to do it with honor and with respect to people. And Father, anybody who's just been struggling with just being hurt by individuals and forgiving them and then being hurt again and just this constant struggle or this constant, you know, um, just those people who are very optimistic and who have big hearts and want to see the best in individuals. And Lord, if you're not, if you're not commanding them to do that in this season and, and if they need to, you know, create some healthy boundaries for people, um, then let that be done so, God, so that they're not spending their energy in areas where it's going to waste. And and God, that they receive the love that they, they desire and need out of their relationship. Because we all want that. We all want our love um, out of the things that we're putting energy and time into. So, Father, I pray that our minds would be open, that, you know, they would receive this. They would go out, buy a book, you know, study boundaries in ministry or whatever. Or listen to this podcast several times if they need a reminder when it gets hard to set those consequences for individuals. But, of course, to do it in a healthy way. Uh, Father, I just pray a blessing over them. In Jesus' my name, I pray. Amen. So that's it, guys. <laughs> that took me forever to record this podcast. Um, but I've got some amazing podcasts in store with you that are actually pre-recorded uh, with some incredible guests coming up in the next, uh, I think, three or four weeks. So I'll see you guys next time on the next episode of Christian in Progress. I love you guys. Say a prayer for me. And, uh, and let me know in the comments section down below if this was at all relevant to your life or if you enjoyed listening to this or if it didn't make sense to you, if you have questions. And don't forget to join my online Discord church. We are looking for more people to fellowship with. We have a ton of people on there. Not everyone is active, but we got a ton of calls. I lead a ton of calls. I lead a discipleship, um, discipleship group. <laughs> discipleship group on there. If you want to be a part of that, we're accepting people, males and females at the moment. So go check us out. It's on my link tree. 
And once again, if you enjoyed this uh, podcast, don't forget to donate samuelabrahamperez.com. Um, or yeah, that's my website, right? Yeah, <laughs> christianinprogress.org. I love you guys so much. Have a beautiful day.